This is Omar C. talking about acting in The Untouchables. You got your start in comedy as part of a comedy duo. I have read interviews where the directors of this film, who you've worked with before, said they wanted to hire you, and you said, but I'm not an actor. Yeah. Um, why do you think Eric and Olivier, the directors of The Untouchables, as well as some other films you've worked on, why did they have the faith in you that you could... I don't know. <laughs> maybe... <laughs> I don't know. Have you asked them that? No, no. Uh, just I think maybe um, uh, just it's it's a gift. It's a gift. Uh, life or uh, God gift. They trust me, and they came to me. and They said, "You want to act in our movie?" It was for a short movie, and I answered, "I'm I'm not an act, really an actor." And they said, "We are not really directors." <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> so we we start like that. It was it was funny. They, um and um, they are very talented, they, they are very uh, good writers, they are very acute. Um, they, they, they are able to, to write um, the truth, um, so it's easy for, it was easy for me to, to act because, you know, it's easy for an actor to act in a, the reality because I, I never took any drama school, so it's just... Uh, Life school. <laughs> and this is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from lists of cinematic influencers and look at them through the, through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps, and today we're talking about the 2011 French hit, The Untouchables. This is directed and written by Olivier Nakache and Eric Talandano. This stars Francois Crousset. Omar C and Anne Lenai. If you didn't know what it was about, it's about it's about a man. After he becomes a quadriplegic from a paragliding accident, an aristocrat hires a young man from the projects to be his caregiver. Now, okay, in terms of first impressions, I gotta say, I haven't seen this film. I watched it after watching Lupin and realized that Omar C was the same guy as as he as you know our main character Driss in The Untouchables. And I thought, okay, now I have to watch this film. I may have been a little bit put off by the Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston remake, but honestly, I remember not being impressed, but not being blown away. So I was kind of in the middle of the road for that remake. But it just didn't lead me to get to the source material. Especially knowing that this was a true story, I thought, what's the point? Did you guys see the remake? Did you guys see this film? Let me know. But if I'm gonna be honest, you got me. Everyone in this film, they got me. I, I can't I can't tell you what they did or how they did it, but the 10-year-old movie was charming from the start and immediately I bought in. Uh, there's something about this film that embodies the modern French films that are loved by like, like Amelie or 400 Blows, for example. My theory is it has been, it, listen, it's been previously discussed on Required Watching. My theory is that the French really know how to take a slice of life and really make it something that 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 feels universal. Of course, because life is very interesting, but but there's something about the way the French make films that is very, that feels very independent to, sorry, that feels like, like an independent film and how we make those films. It's, it's very much... Not, not necessarily high concept, not necessarily, not necessarily, you know, superheroes or anything else. It's taking very simple premises, premises, premise, saying a very simple premise, and then understanding that character comes first, 
understanding that the world that surrounds these characters are the things that make the characters. And I think that's the thing that draws me into to French films and, you know, much more international films than, than the films that the Hollywood system continually puts out is that they understand how to be relatable and touch hearts in a way that's very, very different from, from the way we do, we being Hollywood. Now, that's a sweeping generalization, so don't get me wrong. I think, I think of course, in general, Hollywood is, is able to make those films, but I think we, we, we go for the money. We go for money. We have a lot more popcorn films than we have independent films. You no longer have rom-coms. You no longer have straight comedies. The, the, the genres in which in which have touched millions, in which that have become cult like they're not being made anymore, and that's the true shame. And as for acting goes, I, I think I think Lucet and C do an amazing job, and I think where in the world has Omar C been, right? He should be everywhere. And I think if you have Netflix and you haven't seen Lupin, watch it. Watch it. I think it's something that, um, you know, it's a very modern take on a, on a classic uh, French book, a French tale. And I think it's really clever and almost gives me like Ocean's vibes, in, in you know, back then. But you can really tell that he's someone who really cares about his work and, and and I think he's really charismatic and if if he were American he'd be like many of our movie stars now who who may perhaps ha have a lot more personality and actual substance that's not what I mean that's not what I mean but I, I I do think that some of our movie stars tend to rely on their natural charisma and charm and I think that he used it to his advantage but he also backs it up with his acting and, and that's interesting and yes Again, the elephant in a room, this was a remake, and it did not do so well, so well because of the diversity in the film. And I'm not sure if that was the right choice. You know, like I said, this is a biopic, and it's... I, b I believe the the, the 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 guy who Clouset plays is... Oh, sorry, who Omar C plays is from the Middle East. And, like, so? Omar C plays him, and it's amazing, and it's fun, and it's adorable. And furthermore, the, the story has become so relatable and this movie has become so popular that it actually spawned four remakes. I believe two in, in, in one in America and two, I believe three other ones. And I think the reason behind that is because of the world that we're facing, because of, of this very simple notion that we have people who are stuck up and disadvantaged. We have the, someone being, uh, someone who's white and, and, and privileged, also being one of those who, who are not privileged and unable to take advantage of life, right? And we have people who, who like Driss and his character just need a chance. And I think what you find is two people who need each other and recognize that they need each other. And it may not be, they may not be in the same worlds as one another, but they recognize a very familial feeling, something that they need from an emotional point of view. That's what keeps them together. That's what's magnetic. It's not necessarily for gain. It is like one is obviously being paid, but at the end we notice that these two like stop uh, being employer employee employee that that relationship is resolved or dissolved, and they've stayed friends. They've stayed friends for a very long time after that in the real world, and like that's I think that's an interesting piece to kind of take away is that while it started as one thing, they both took something from one another as we all do in our lives and were able to become better than what they once were and really take advantage of life, right? Like life is, is a very big part. And I think this movie is, is perfect. I think technically perfect. I think it's written and directed and acted and, and everything else is from a point of view that is 
great. I mean, the score, the costume, it, it, it's fantastic in every way, shape, and form, which is, of course, why I think it's a recommended and required watch. I think if you're, if you're a filmmaker, you should see what you can do with two characters and, and the relationship that bonds them. And it's the same relationship that tears them away. The antagonist isn't necessarily uh, another person, but it, it's it's their characters that tear them apart that creates the drama within the film. And it isn't even this, uh, this wild sorcery. It's like this internal that becomes external conflict that, that allows them to butt heads. Of course, there are external figures and forces, but but it, it's themselves that are really holding each other back, holding themselves back. <sighs> but okay, what, what more can I say about a movie without gushing too much about it? Have you guys seen it? If so, let me know. Did I miss something? Was there, was there a, a, a crucial part that I just completely went over and, and went over my head? Or have you not seen it? Or have you seen it and was there something that you hated? Anyway, please let me know in the comments below. And if you haven't already, subscribe. This is a new thing. This is a new thing. We're trying it out. So be patient with us. Give us suggestions. Help us out. And listen, if, if I was curious and thinking that maybe people like reaction views. So if a reaction uh, is, is something that you guys were hoping to see, maybe that's something I can put together. We can talk during the movie and give a bit of a commentary. But maybe, if, maybe perhaps a film that I love or perhaps a film that I've never seen and we can talk about those things in terms of filmmaking. Either way, I'm Trey, and until next time, peace.